So last week, the Holy Spirit kind of did something. I, if you were here, you, you know, I was standing over there, and I don't know how much I told everybody, but I was standing over there in my usual iPad-ready position <laughs> to come up on stage. And as I was waiting, Justin was praying, finishing up praying, and was waiting for my cue, you know, and, and I heard the Lord say, leave it. I was like, okay. So you want to do something different than what I have typed into my trusty iPad, okay. But I'm going to take my iPad with me just in case, you know, reference. And I heard, leave it. And then just for good measure, I heard a third time, leave it. So I left it. <laughs> and I came, yeah, right? <laughs> so, so I came up here and, and we just had a, a time of, of prayer and worship and response to the Lord. And I've heard from many, many, many of you. Okay, so I, I say all that. To say, you know, there's no kind of manufacturing of, of what today uh, may be. I told that, Justin and I were talking on the phone this morning about that. And, um, but when I woke up this morning, <laughs> um, I heard the Lord say, <laughs> make room at the cross. Make room at the cross. Now we're starting a series today called At the Cross. We're going to be talking about the cross over the next couple of weeks leading up to Easter. And so I heard, you know, make room at the cross. So what does that mean, make room at the cross? I mean, is that a spiritual significance, making room at the cross? Or is that like, and, and I was like, okay, what does that mean? And, and it was like, no, make, make room, make literal room at the cross. So took out some chairs, moved one of our kneelers over there even put a few extra pillows around on the ground because that ground is hard y'all and um so so we have actually made room at the cross today um and i and we're gonna share the message and we're gonna make room at the cross and the reason for this and this is why i think this is significant and and i think you know this too if you're a believer is that why the cross is significant, why the cross is a significant place is because that is where everything, that's where the exchange was made. Well, we sing, we sing that beautiful exchange. We sing that. All right, that's where that exchange was made. Our sin paid for. Our sin covered. Our sin, our lives redeemed. The, the exchange happened there. Now, the victory happened three days later when he rose from the dead, but the exchange started to happen there. That's where the payment was made. And that's why we're talking about this over the next couple of weeks. So today might look a little bit different if you're used to, we do this and we do this and we do this and we do this. Maybe kind of, kind of like last week, this will be a little bit different. Turn to Luke chapter nine. Luke chapter nine, it's our main text for today. And in beginning in verse 21, I'm going to read to you verse 21 through 26. Um, Jesus is having a conversation, not just with his disciples, but also with the crowd. So he's talking to people who are like committed to following him. But he's also talking to people who are just there to hear. Like, what, what do you have to say? This is what he says, beginning in verse 21 of Luke 9. Jesus warned his disciples not to tell anyone who he was. And we could go into a lot of that. I've left that to our community groups for this week. That's the first question you're going to talk about. Why didn't Jesus want us to talk about who he was? He says, the son of man must 
suffer many terrible things. That cross is beautiful to us, friends, but it, it was a sign. It, it, it was a sign of torture. It was a time. It was a sign of shame. To go on the cross meant you were the worst of the worst. It was ridicule and shame. The Son of Man must suffer many terrible things. He said he will be rejected by the elders, the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. So everyone who had anything to say about God rejected the Son of God. He will be killed, but on the third day, he will be raised from the dead. Then he said to the crowd, see, he was talking to his disciples, then he said to the crowd, if any of you, crowd, not just his committed disciples, talking to the crowd, if any of you, wants to be my follower. You must give up your own way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but are yourself lost or destroyed? If anyone is ashamed of me, remember he's still talking to the crowd, if anyone is ashamed of me and my message, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in his glory and in the glory of the Father and the holy angels. So when I heard the Lord say this morning, make room at the cross, I, I, got, I have to admit my, my second thought besides yes, sir, was... Um, you know, we, in our churchy terms, we talk about things like going to the kneelers or going to the altar or going up front. Um, and for some people, that's super easy. It's like not even a half thought, like to get up out of your chair and go, go pray. It's like, oh, sure, no problem, right? Some of us do that all the time. For other people, there's a serious hesitation. Um, for other people, there's like fear. There's actual fear, and I need to recognize that. I need to say that out loud so that you will, if you're sitting in fear, go, well, I don't want to go to the kneeler. I don't want to go to the altar. I'm afraid. Uh, you need to hear that that's, that's not of the Lord. That's not how he works. God didn't give you a fear of going and kneeling before him. Okay? But then for some people, there's pride. There's serious pride. I'm not getting up in front of other people and going and kneeling. I'll do that at home. And then maybe you do, and maybe you don't. <laughs> There's pride. You know, oh, only people that get up and go and pray are people who are going through a serious life crisis. <laughs> only people who get up and pray, we think to ourselves, are people who um, have had just, just like last night committed the worst sin they could ever commit. That's not how that works, friends. No. So I'm saying that out loud, too. Because if that's what you're thinking, then uh, you're wrong. Not everyone who goes to the cross is in some kind of crisis. Rarely. I mean, often it's just a response to who God is. So I was told to make room at the cross this morning. And the Lord told someone who's responsible for leading a worship service this morning. 
so I'm doing my part. Someone needs to quit spectating. Needs to get over their preconceived idea of what going forward to pray means. What it implies. Someone needs to drop their pride. Someone needs to be obedient. Someone needs to get over their fear. Someone needs to surrender at the cross this morning. I know those things to be very true. I've said this a lot. A physical location change is often a signifier of a spiritual location change. And sometimes we need that. Sometimes we need that. So, during our time together in worship today, I say this, I mean this. Hear it, please hear it, Porch community. When you want to go to the kneeler and pray, go. If I'm talking and you need to go, you go. If we're, if we're singing and you need to go, go. If it's quiet and you need to go, go, go. Go. Don't let us get in the way. Don't let any of us up here get in the way of you going to the cross because the Lord wanted to make room at the cross this morning. He wanted to make room at this cross this morning. So God, we are grateful for the cross because it means for us forgiveness. From a, from a human perspective, it is the worst thing that ever happened. But from a divine perspective, it is the best thing that has ever happened for us. So God, we, I, I thank you that, that we get to, we actually participate in your redemption, that we're your children, or you've bought us with a, the most invaluable price. God, we worship you today. And part of our worship is going to be singing. Part of our worship is going to be attentive to your word. And part of our worship is going to be at the cross. We've made room for you, Jesus. So will you meet us there? God, for the proud, will you bring humility right now in the name of Jesus? For the broken, will you bring healing in the name of Jesus? For the hungry, will you bring nourishment in the name of Jesus? We're going to meet you at the cross. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Verse 23. And Jesus said to the crowd, if any of you want to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. If you want to sit, you can sit. If you want to stand, you want to stand. You want to go pray, you can go pray as I share these words with you. Each of us must make a choice to follow. That's what Jesus is saying here. Each of us must make a choice to follow. He says, if any of you, and remember who he was talking to, the crowd, if any of you wants to be my follower, we must make a choice. We must make a choice. Choosing to follow Jesus is totally and completely voluntary. Choosing to follow Jesus is a voluntary, voluntary act. Choosing to follow Jesus is not forced on any of us. Some of you so, so wonderfully, I think I've said this recently, you don't know. You don't know the first time you heard about Jesus because he was just there. Your parents introduced you to him, your grandparents introduced you to him and he was there. 
But it's still, even in I knew him and I know him, there still needs to be a moment in all of our lives where we choose him. And it's a voluntary choice. It is not forced on any of us. Choosing to to follow Jesus, it's coupled with this inner desire. The technical term is that provenient grace, the grace of God that works in our life when we didn't notice it at the time. But then we look back and go, oh, that was you, God. That was you working. That was you lining up that conversation and those people or those neighbors, you know. That was you working, God. There's this inner desire that's in all of us that longs for him. We need to make a choice to follow that. We need to make a choice to respond to that desire. So you look at verse 23 of Luke chapter 9 and you see Jesus saying, each of us must make a choice to follow. The option is there. The opportunity is there for us to follow him. But not only do we say, okay, I'll follow you. But then he also says in the same verse that choosing to follow him is an act of surrender. So it's not like I'm going to follow you, Jesus, but then I'm going to do whatever I want. There's not going to be any change in my life. I'm just going to keep doing what I was doing all the time, but I'm going to tell everyone now that I'm following you. No, no, there is an act of surrender that occurs. This is what Jesus is telling the crowd. He says it right there. You must give up your own way. You must give up your own way. I mentioned it earlier, but there's, there's the beautiful, there's that exchange that must take place. Jesus made the exchange at the cross. There's an exchange that must happen inside of us where we recognize, okay, this is my way. This is the way I've chosen. This is how I want to do it. And Jesus says, I need to surrender that and follow after him. And for some of us, that is a drastic change. And for others, some people might not even notice it, but the change is there nonetheless. It's an act of surrender. You must give up your own way, Jesus says. It's a voluntary choice to give up our way for his way. And and remember, he's saying that he's going to talk about picking up a cross and following him. Right? That's what he's talking about. The only way, friends, that we can pick up anything is if we first let go of what we're holding on to. I know some of you are the champions of taking in 47 bags of groceries on two arms, right? Like you're good at it, like you you practiced. Some of us are carrying so much that the idea of surrendering to Jesus and taking up his cross and following him seems impossible. Unfortunately, we're talking about a God who does impossible things all the time. What is not possible with us is possible with him. So if you're going to take up your cross, if you're going to voluntarily say, I'm going to follow Jesus, there's some things that you need to let go of in order for you to take up the cross and follow him. Like I said, it's like the imagery that we need to understand this. Which is why sometimes when I say the physical, you choosing to physically move in response to how God is speaking to you is often a sign of what he's doing spiritually inside of you. That doesn't mean that he's not working if you didn't, but I'm telling you, I, I'm speaking from personal experience. When I, when I choose to respond to him, when I choose to move, 
It's because he's moving. Choosing to follow Jesus is an act of surrender. Here's what Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 says. Paul's writing to the church. Jesus spoke to the crowd. And a lot of the people in those crowds chose to follow Jesus, and some didn't. And from that, the church was born. So Paul is trying to encourage the church, build up the church, train the church, equip the church. And he's writing to them, and he says about the cross, about who Jesus is. He says, my old self has been crucified with Christ. My, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. That's surrender. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. There's the exchange. So I live in this earthly body trusting by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's the surrender and the promise that we read from, from Paul. So choosing to follow Jesus, well, we must first make the choice. And we need to know that that choice, that that choosing to follow him, it's an act of surrender. But not only that, we look at Jesus' words in Luke 9. Choosing to follow Jesus is a daily decision. A daily decision. You know, when I, when I talked about, you know, how, how we kind of perceive, you know, going to the cross and stuff, you know, there's probably some that go, I see that person go to the cross every time, every Sunday. What's wrong with them? <laughs> What's right with them? Maybe they're daily surrendering themselves to Jesus. Choosing to follow Jesus is a daily decision. Jesus said, take up your cross daily. Choosing to follow Jesus has a beginning, by the way. There is a beginning. It's choosing to follow Jesus. Here's, here's what, it's about knowing that you know that you're following Jesus. Knowing that you know. You don't necessarily need to know the, the day, the time, the, even the year necessarily, but you need to know that you know that you're following Jesus. You need to know. You need to be assured of that. You need to have that moment where you're like, yes, I am following Jesus. I don't know when it was I decided to follow Jesus, but daily I'm going to surrender myself and follow him. And maybe I need to change my physical location and respond in a spiritual way to such a way that I go to that cross and say, God, I'm following you today. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you you gave your life for me. Thank you that my sins are forgiven. I come before you, God, in humility and surrender. Choosing to follow Jesus is a, is a renewed decision every single day, and it's voluntary. No one's going to come to your house and say, hey, have you renewed? You must now renew your decision to follow Jesus. That's, it's always voluntary. You give up your own will, you surrender, and you follow him each day. This is what Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. If we're doing that, that's a, that's a, let him start. Put the pride aside and let him start the transformation. Let it go from head knowledge into your heart, sure. But oh, friends, way deep down into your soul. Let God start 
the transformation. It goes on to say in verse 2, when we let God transform us into a new person by changing the way we think, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. That's the life we surrender to. That's the life we surrender to. Friends, we must make a choice to follow. He says so. He says, if you want to be my follower, do you want to be his follower? It's an act of surrender. He says, you must give up your own way. And then it needs to be a daily decision. He says, take up your cross daily. So Lord, we, Lord, would we release what we're holding on to right now? Will we take up that signifier of, of uh, the cross and what it, what it means? And would we meet you at your cross? When Jesus told us to follow after him, he said something else. <laughs> he said that we must choose him and no other. Him and no other. Him and no other. He said, and follow me. That's what verse 23 says. You must take up your cross and follow me. Follow me. Choosing to follow, choosing, making the choice to follow Jesus means that I am choosing to follow only one leader, only one. So choosing to follow Jesus means that we're no longer directing our own life. Choosing, choosing to follow Jesus means that we'll go wherever he leads us to go, that we will do what he leads us to do. It means we will say what he leads us to say. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. It says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. That's that foundation we were just singing about. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God, God can be trusted to keep his promise. God can be trusted to keep his promise of his word that we are looking at today, that you read on your own, that you study, that you talk about, that you hear someone say or read you or you hear in a worship song. God can be trusted. God can be trusted to keep his promise. We've all had promises broken to us. Some of us deeply, deeply to the point that it, it, it's actually affected our relationship with God. God can be trusted to keep his promises, friends. He can. His word is true. It's everlasting. It is the unshakable foundation. It's the only thing. It is the only thing that is true. He can be trusted. So when Jesus says, if you're going to follow me, you're going to have to give up your own way. You're going to have to take up your cross, which means you're going to have to let go of some other stuff. And you're going to follow me daily, and you're going to follow me, Jesus says. We can trust the one we follow. We can trust the one we follow. You can trust the one that you follow. You can trust him. You can trust him. 
I want to say, trust me, you can trust him, but trust him, you can trust him. That's the truth. Following Jesus and no other. And one of the one of the examples we see in scripture many times is the is the response of those who are like, yeah, I'm following Jesus. I'm following Jesus. If you were here last week, you saw some of that. It was the people that chose to be baptized. We're having I know at least one other baptism today. There was a couple that are going to be moved to another time, but I've never done this before. I'm going to do it because, you know, what's the pair of wet clothes? If you want to be baptized today, if you've said yes to Jesus and you surrender and you want to be baptized, I'm going to ask you to do something. Where's my friend Sutherland? Hey, Sutherland, come here. Or come stand up here. I want people to put eyes on you for a minute. Because <laughs> in, in a few moments, Pastor Justin's going to go and do the quick change, and he's going to baptize one of his good friends that said yes to Jesus in the past year, I think. Two years, yeah. Ryan. And um, so Justin's already going to be wet, so, you know, he'll be, he'll be ready. But if you, I'm, I'm serious, and I mean this, and if you want to be baptized today then during this next song I'll have Sutherland want you make your way in just a moment out, out those doors so you'll be able to hear and um, I'll, I'll come over there too but I'm going to let you be the point person and you let Sutherland know so we can let Justin know we want to make sure this, you know, you're making this choice So this is what Acts chapter 2 says verse 38 Peter replied, each of you, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You see this happen over and over again in the the life of the New Testament. It has people gave their lives to Christ and they responded in obedience to baptism. And that beautiful day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was imparted to those who believe. And there's just this beautiful beginning to the church. I I mentioned last week that saying yes to Jesus, that's not graduation. Being baptized is not the graduation. It's the inception. It's the beginning point. It's the starting point. It's not the ending point. So if that's where you are, if that's where you want this to be, it's like, yeah, this is real. This is for you too. So in Luke chapter 9, when Jesus says, if anyone wants to be my follower, if anyone wants to be my follower, then you must surrender yourself. You got to choose to follow me. You got to lay down your cross, or you got to take up your cross. You got to lay down your life. You got to surrender. You got to follow me. Follow me. So. What's, what's your choice today? For some of you, you've, you've made that choice. You've made that daily decision today. You've made the daily decision today. Praise the Lord. But what will your choice be? You, you might have this cross stitched at your house or your granny does or somebody. God's word in Joshua chapter 24. Choose today whom you will serve. What's your choice? 
What's your choice today? Choose today whom you will serve. But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Choose today whom you will serve. This is that, you know, are you willing to give up your own will? Are you willing to choose daily his plan, his focus, his direction, even if it comes at a cost? Are you willing to do that? Are you, are you willing to take that place that of humility and surrender as an act of love for Jesus? Are you willing to make this choice even if you have to do it alone? Father, we thank you for the cross. Oh Lord, I pray that it is our heart's desire to make room for you as we sang. God, everything happened on the cross. That's where it all started. That's where everything, everything that you, you, you started at the, at the beginning of time, the cross was that point where, where life and death and heaven and earth, sin and the forgiveness of sin, they met in this, this crashing explosion. And then everything went dark your life for ours and it happened on the cross we meet you at the cross Lord Jesus